2: All right, welcome back to NFC Sports today here on sports Grid. Lots of updates here on quarterbacks in the NFL, and maybe you end up cutting some of these guys too. We'll talk about that coming up in fifteen minutes from now. So, uh, George, the latest is we heard earlier that the Dolphins are starting Jacoby Brissett because Tua Tagovailoa has broken ribs. He's going to miss this week, maybe next. Who knows? But they're not going to send him out to las vegas to get pummeled i don't think i don't think they're going to do that against the raiders so he is out uh naturally the other starting quarterback that is out is andy dalton but justin fields is kind of the starter anyway so he's going to have an opportunity to play this week for the chicago bears against cleveland and uh carson wentz is is dealing uh with an injury and so there's a possibility that one of his ankles is better than the other jacob eason could start this week and then all of a sudden we get news that zach wilson of the New York Jets has a groin issue and maybe he is questionable for this week. But my, my take on Zach Wilson, by the way, we'll talk about him a little bit later, is that I am not, I will not be surprised to see the Jets do very similarly like they did with Darnold uh, last year. I think it was or the year before, which is you get to the point in the season, George, and the and the rookie quarterback is just getting annihilated. And they usually like give him a week off or two to like sit and watch for a week and then they put him back in. But I didn't think it would happen this early with Wilson. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, Zach. It's tough for the Jets, right? Uh, because the New York fans are very unforgiving. They want to win now. They don't want to wait. This is always going to be a, you know, let's face it, uh, a, a Zach Wilson season. And what I mean by that is you you've got to do everything you can to get him comfortable to make him your franchise quarterback, and that was going to take time. As Saleh said, there were going to be some games like last week where he's throwing four interceptions. You know, he wasn't seeing. He just he just wasn't seeing the field well. Right? Uh, one interception. He had a guy open. He overthrew him by ten yards. Wasn't even close. And I think they said that he was going for the home run play too many times rather than hit the single. You know, take the check down. Take the positive yards. He was going for the home run, didn't work out, and he's throwing balls. It's uh, so only deceptions there. Uh, like I said, the Jets, they're not going anywhere this year. Probably not going anywhere next year. I think what's disappointing is some Jet fans, they feel like they had some weapons there. You know, you got Corey Davis. You got, you've got drafted uh, wide receivers now the past two drafts, although Denzel Mims is pretty much – I don't know what he did to make Soleil mad, but he's like sixth on the depth chart there. Your first-round pick last year, you traded uh, up for it or down for. It. What are those two? Uh, to get – and it's not working out, right? Elijah Moore is there. Great that you have no tight ends and your running back. are interesting as well here. But I think they thought they gave Wilson some ammunition and it's not working out. And then you throw in Becton, right? The guy who was uh, top pick last year who can't stay on the field, can't stay healthy. He's out now yeah. six to eight weeks with the knee surgery. It's not fun in Jetland. And by the way, Jets are going to lose this weekend, right, to, to Denver. If the Giants lose to Atlanta, this is not going to be a fun place football-wise. and Actually, sports-wise, the Mets are done. Yankees are in trouble here. You know, hockey doesn't start yet. Basketball doesn't start yet. And it's not going to be fun in New York at all if the Giants and Jets both lose this weekend.
2: Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. A chance to get out of September with no wins from your NFL teams. That's not something I anticipated. All right, here are our headlines here on hour two on fantasy sports today, and the Coyotes are bringing back their old logo for what may be their final season. It will what am I saying? It will be their final season in Arizona. I know they're trying to work it out, but the NHL is going to move them. Pirates and Reds underway. Uh, is that game rained out, George? Or is that is that, is that happening? It is yeah, okay. That game got yeah. Yeah, it got Yeah, it did get rained out. Okay, so we got White Sox and Tigers starting now, and thirteen games later today. So- I got rained, that too. rained out, too? Oh my gosh. Wow. Everybody's rained out today. All right. Uh, am I rained out? Texans wide receiver Danny Amendola going to miss Thursday's game. They're already down. Nico Collins, and, of course, their quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, is out, too. And uh, Keaton Slovis, I'm, I was surprised to see this, is back with the first team. Jackson Dart, who I thought was fantastic for USC, especially the second half against Washington State. It uh, looks like uh, Slovis, who is on, a, on the road for maybe a Heisman this year at the beginning of the season, he was in the mix. He is going to be starting for USC this week. So, uh, George, back to baseball here for a second. Uh, what did you think of Severino's start yesterday? Is there a chance that the Yankees have a bona fide number two now down the stretch?
3: I doubt it. He pitched two winnings yesterday. I don't think they can ramp him up enough. I think he could be a quasi-opener. You know, where he could go four innings by the time uh, mm-hmm. things come. His next time, you think you're going to be? Uh, he could pitch to be Saturday, maybe somewhere around there. They're not going to rush him. He's had other injuries besides the Tommy John surgery, he had the groin, had the shoulder injury. So we'll see where it is. He does help the Yankees, but I can't tell you enough. The Yankee problem has not been pitching. They're not hitting outside of Aaron Judge, at least not anywhere near consistently. That's been their issue. You know, they just haven't hit consistently. They disappear. They're obviously literally. It's like there's you know. Gallagher or whatever other magician you want to name is there. And poof, gallagher oh, I'm trying to name a magician here. What do you want from me?
2: How about David Copperfield? Like That would be a That's good one. That's the guy like, I was going for. A gallagher? I couldn't think of. Gallagher? Is he, he's when the watermelon even guy. Come right? this is reference.
3: Is he the watermelon guy? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, he's funny. Makes me laugh.
2: David Blaine? Yeah. Like, no, I would have never head. gotten
3: Blaine. Would have never gotten really? Blaine. Gall- Copperfield gallagher was the one I was trying to go for no i guess he's more of a comedian he's the watermelon guy yeah. that's what he's the watermelon guy it's really all he is just the watermelon guy whether he's, he's i guess he's I not a, well, he makes watermelons disappear
2: i listen that guy there's no way gallagher has been anywhere on television in the last five years there's just no chance i mean it's george you just threw out like a 1988 reference right there for for all of oh, that's
0: me watching yeah
2: that's, that's pretty true. much me there there Okay, coming up next, for those of you who have not yet downloaded the Underdog app, you should do it now because we're going to give you some real good information as to things you can use for tomorrow and give you a promo code to get you a free top bet. Stay on the grid.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate
1: here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for
2: a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports today. Those of you looking to make a few extra bucks this week, maybe you, you know, not a better, or maybe you live in a, a place where you can't legally bet over on FanDuel, like me, uh, want to check out the Underdog app. Download it on Android, and of course, Google Play, and how I would do it is in the iTunes store. And it's free to download, and then we're going to give you a promo code to use on your first deposit. It is GRID, G-R-I-D, and that gets you one free prop bet this week and you could use it tomorrow night you can use it this weekend however you want courtesy of sports grid so make sure you download it now and get involved now uh one of the fun things to do on underdog is to play the rivals game and that's what we're going to be talking about today fantasy rivals and if you win all of these which is pretty massive parlay georgia not easy to do you're going to get 10 times what you put in i don't think you're doing that anywhere on any other site so that's what has me interested. But can we knock out five of these? It's like a five-team parlay. I'm trying to think if I've done that in my life before, maybe once or twice. But I'm uh, going to give people an opportunity here to do this today.
3: I have enough trouble getting three-team teasers to work, okay, where I can man, make a go seven points, more or less a four or five uh, prop parlay. But it's, listen, it's, it's interesting, and there may become a time during a game where you like Four or five different things. This gives you the opportunity to do it. I think four is 10 times, five is 20 times. So, yeah, I can see where the interest comes in.
2: All right. So, let's take a look at the fantasy rivals game. And we'll start off, George, with the most receptions Christian McCaffrey versus DJ Moore. Now, McCaffrey is pretty much locked in every week, barring injury, George, for somewhere between four and six receptions. He does get eight to 10 on games where the team is involved where they're trailing because naturally there's a lot of dumping off and, and things that change the game plan. Uh, DJ Moore uh, had his fair share of catches in Week 1, down a little bit in Week 2. They both are seeing approximately the same amount of volume, but they've also been involved in two very different games. The first game, of course, Carolina had to fight. Second game, uh, look, they just they crushed the Saints. It was not close. Who do you like here as we start?
3: Hard not like the, not to like CMC, right? It's just so hard not to like him. We had nine uh, catches first game, five catches uh, second game, averaging out to seven here. And the way this game flow is going to be, is, uh, once again, I think it's going to be a uh, a game of Carolina's never in doubt here. I don't know how many passes Moore is going to get in the second half. They're not going to need to do it. Where I still think McCaffrey will get those little flares out of the backfield. I think those could be, sometimes those are just running plays. They threw the ball. That's all they are to me. Give me McCaffrey.
2: All right. Now let's use McCaffrey in a different way. This seems too good to be true. So we must be missing something here. If, if the FanDuel total is 37 and a half on Mark Ingram's rushing yards and Christian McCaffrey's is 80 something. Um, can I log on to underdog and bet this right now? Uh, Mark Ingram versus Christian McCaffrey. Is there, is there only one way to go here or what am I missing?
3: Maybe they got a sniper up in the stadium. there. They're going to take McCaffrey out because I I agree with you. But this is one of Thanks those where if you to – if you um, listen, I'm just here to help. Just here to help. Offering up uh, a possible
2: murder in the game tomorrow night. But I look forward.
3: I to... didn't say a murder. I just said they're going to take him out. take to him out with a sniper.
2: Okay. All right. Sure. Thanks, George. So I,
3: listen, I don't. My problem is I don't get this. It does seem to. This is one of those where you know. Okay, you take it. You know, you're, it's in the bag, and also McCarrie gets hurt the first quarter. I'm like, did they know something I didn't? Because that's what goes through my mind here. But this is also, by the way, if you wanted to go for those four times, uh, you know, four parlay bets to get the uh, 10 times or the five, uh, five uh, bets for t- uh, 20 times, I sort of write, okay, I love this one, and I'm keeping it on the side too. This is a check mark for me. And if I can get three or four check marks that I like, guess what? I'm going to go for that 10 times uh, bet. I'm going to go for that four parlay. Because, listen, this seems to be too easy to be true, which means I'm sure Ingram ain't going rush for 180 yards on uh, Thursday night. That's the way it usually works when things are too easy to be true. But how can we not love McCaffrey? Is any sane person going to truly tell me Ingram's going to outrush McCaffrey?
2: Brett, can you confirm here? That, can you can you bet on underdog? I'm going to need some uh, – can you just bet this one bet and nothing else, or do you have to parlay these on Ah, okay. okay. So you have to so this is the okay, so essentially you can't bet 1, George. You have to bet more than 1. So uh, so we should use here's this one. with something else. <laughs> right. tomorrow here's night. one. I mean, okay, so here's one. All right. So so uh, you know the, the the receptions one is up in the air. I don't think that that's a, a lock or a guarantee. So let's go over to the receiving yards, more receiving yards, DJ Moore versus Brandon Cooks. And, and this one is, is certainly not a lock. So is it possible that they're just – they're giving you one so you have to try and get the other? Because I, I think I'm going to have to get involved in this tomorrow. I feel like I got a shot.
3: Yeah, I think it's exactly what they're doing. And it makes sense. They give you the one. Okay, we'll, we'll give you a gimme. That should be a gimme. Maybe it's a gimme nine-tenths of the time, but that one-tenth, hey, they clean up now. because No one got the gimme, right? So right. Uh, I okay. get it. And that's fine. That's fine. I have no I have no issues with that. It's the way it should be played. So I got the gimme. Now you got to get the other one. This is tough. This is just tough here because I just don't know about Mills. I just don't know. I think they are going to be trailing, so I think he's going to have to throw the ball. You said it earlier. Brandon Cooks has gotten so many looks this year, so many targets. There's no one else there. You already talked about the guys who aren't going to play, right? So every, everything points. Everything points to, to Cooks here, but I don't trust Mills. I still – I think I'm going Cooks here because I don't think Moore's going to be as big a factor in the second half. They're not going to need him. So give me Cooks. But I once again, I do not feel great about it.
2: Yeah, but, but, George, like in terms of Moore versus Cooks, like what if somebody runs on the field with a knife chasing Brandon Cooks? I mean, at that point, you Can't know, he, he could get hurt. Get- Right. Like yeah, you mentioned yeah. the sniper. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's somebody with a knife that's that's going to try and take out. Cooks. Listen, I mean, so, to us, really... so nothing,
3: uh, nothing would surprise <laughs> me nowadays.
2: You know, once out of 25 years, George. So, 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 I mean, these are things that I that I never anticipated going into a football game. I have to now worry about my players getting shot and murdered during the game. You know? I mean, all kinds of equations. Do they have Do they have uh, props on that on Fanduel too? I don't
3: think so because that, that's just too too obscure to happen here. So, uh, but hey, one never knows. I certainly hope it doesn't happen.
2: Wasn't there a movie? I I think there was a movie. Yes, yes. Where the running back gets shot on the at the beginning of the game on the field. Was it the Last Boy Scout? Was that
3: it? Well, he the running back shoots himself right because he owes money to somebody. To sort of like yes, big gambler. And he shoots himself in the Last Boy Scout.
2: It was Brett. It was not. It was not any given Sunday. I don't think. I think it was the last. No, it was the Last Boy, Boy Scout. Boy Scout. Oh, he only loses an eye in any given Sunday. So see, see, like George, see if you would have brought that to the table, maybe something reasonable. Like what it's happens if,
5: if yeah.
2: what happens if Christian McCaffrey loses an eye during the game? Like that. Like okay, now it's still still far fetched, but the sniper thing, like there's just no way to quantify data in that going into a game. So it's something I, I may have to rule out. I'm not not completely, but I may have to rule that one out.
3: You know, but in Last Boy Scout, at the end, there was a sniper in the rafters. Right? That's what happened There was a sniper in the rafters. So uh none of this is going to happen. I certainly do hope not. But uh Les Boy Scouts' <laughs> a good movie, by the way. <laughs> you're still so not convinced. So like, I, I hope, hope
2: not. I hope not. George, it's not gonna happen during the game. You're okay with Listen, nothing not would surprise me
3: nowadays. All right. I'm waiting for the big asteroid that's gonna come to Earth and end us all anyway. All right, so what do we got to lose here? Everything else has gone wrong the last couple of years. Would you be shocked if you find out that, you know, hey, there's a big asteroid that's gonna hit Earth in about eh, Two weeks. Good luck.
2: I I think all of those things are possible, but when doing predictions on our show, I probably wouldn't indicate the possibility of a sniper taking out Christian McCaffrey during a game. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I am the one that's naive to the to the whole situation. You're right. Great. Look, we have been inside and worried about a virus for two years almost. Like I, I totally get that. But uh, f- but factoring in some lunatic at a game. To take out my fantasy football running back was just not something that I that I thought of going into today. But now maybe I will. Now maybe I will. I think that's fair.
3: That did it not happen? Okay. of so, my house.
2: Yeah, and we're, we're worried about asteroids too. Once again, promo code GRID G R I D. It's very safe this app to use. No shenanigans. Log on right now. Download the Underdog app. Use promo code GRID get in on one of these bets going into the weekend. Coming up next, for those of you in super flex leagues, you may want to be switching your quarterbacks around. How about running backs in standard leagues? We'll touch on those next. Cut or keep here on Sports Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. If you are not following us on Twitter, you want to do it now. It's week three of the NFL, week four of college, plenty happening. And on Twitter, we are SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. Those are our two primary social media channels that you want to follow. In fact, Rebecca and her team are doing a great job. I just saw one of our clips from this show posted and all clips from all shows, basically, are up there 24 hours a day, seven days a week with picks and information. Every show that we do here, 18 hours of programming, live programming, by the way, here. Uh, make sure you catch us on SportsGrid and at Sports Grid TV. All right. Well, if we're doing ads in fantasy, we got to do drops, too. I mean, that's only natural. But it's it's a lot harder to cut players that you drafted two weeks ago. I will say that. Everyone, George, is very excited to add players the first week and the second week in fantasy but it's hard to part ways with the guys that I haven't really done much because you're like my gosh is all of my analysis incorrect and so i want to run through a few names with you here on the show today of players that we may uh be dropping that we just drafted a couple weeks ago okay
3: sure we can do that
2: all right so let's get started we'll start off with the new york jets the low lying fruit so to speak zach wilson Who was taken very late in a lot of fantasy drafts, but he looked so good in the preseason that he gave some hope. He was moving up. His ADP was on the rise at the end of draft season. Two touchdowns, five interceptions, 468 passing yards through two games. And this week, they're up against the Denver Broncos, who, by the way, I don't think are good. I just think they just happen to be 2-0, but it is in Denver this week. That's not an easy place to play, especially when Denver's at home in week one in the NFL, they have the highest cover rate, I believe, of any team in the NFL. So a uh, tough game for sure coming up for him. If he plays, he got a groin issue. Uh, Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, was asked about uh, Zach Wilson. And certainly there are some cliches that have been added to the mix with Wilson, specifically to try and uh, be a little boring is one of the words that's been used.
5: Yeah. So that, sometimes when, I, when, when people hear that, that whole model, uh, that mantra of all gas, no break, they, they confuse it with, uh, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna turn the corner at 100 miles an hour when the speed limit is 25. Like it's, it's not that it's just, it's finding ways to get better, be better than go to bed, better than when you woke up. That's it. That, that is just put your foot to the pedal, uh, and, and just step on the gas with regards to to becoming better at what you're being asked to do every single day. And that's, a situation where he's got to be better so that all gas no break mantra for him is that be boring it's not about being electric and making the plays and you just trust that if you stay ahead of the chains and you stay within yourself and you play the game of football and uh, keep the team in an advantageous situation other teams will panic other teams will force the issue and that's where you can take advantage of your shots and your explosive plays but uh you know i, I, I could completely see that but they're completely unrelated all
2: right, so the decision basically from the Jets is they'd like to see uh, you know, Wilson slow down a little bit. And, and naturally, you know, the, it, it's tough to ask a quarterback who's is, who's is out there, George, and he's making his debut, and he wants to look good, and he wants to be great. He's seen other great rookie quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, he's seen Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Hard to tell that kid, hey, slow down, <laughs> don't get, get crazy, don't throw five picks. Like, I mean, it's easier said than done. But from a fantasy perspective, George, other than a super flex league, and I, and honestly, I don't even know if you can start Wilson this week in a super flex league, is it time for you to part ways with Wilson when someone else could potentially pick him up and hope for the best the rest of the way? Can you afford to keep him on your roster?
3: Uh, I mean, once again, it depends on the uh the composition of your roster here, but uh, I'm certainly leaning towards a, a, a cut here, all right? Uh, in one quarterback league, we always say it in one quarterback league. Anyway, you know, you know, just draft one quarterback. Don't even bother drafting two. So it would always depend on what else is on the waiver wire. There are there other quarterback, quarterbacks on the waiver wire. Well, then you can cut them. If there are no quarterbacks on the waiver wire, well, then you might have to keep them to cover that bye week if you think it's worthy of it. You know, maybe hey, you look at that bye week. You have them. Oh, I got nobody else anyway. I got nine, nine guys on bye that week. Fine, cut them. You know, put someone else on your team now. But he's not doing anything. I think he will play better. But it's not coming right now. You know, it's going to be. It might be the second half of the season, and even then, he's not going to be. You know, he's not going to be one of those rookie quarterbacks who l- lights the world on fire. What are you losing here if you cut him? I said, if I cut him and Craig Mish picks him up, good luck, Craig. I really don't mean that, but I, I just like I don't care. You know, let let Craig have him.
2: Yeah, I mean, look. The other part of this is that there's several quarterbacks that are hurt, and if there are none, this is an easy decision. You just say goodbye. But, you know, somebody has Wentz as their QB2. Somebody has Tua as their QB2. I don't think anyone had Dalton. He was pretty much 30 out of 30. But somebody had these, and they're looking and seeing Wilson on the waiver wire going, oh, okay, well, this, this player is done with them. Maybe I'll pick him up. So a cut, it sounds like, for George here on, on Zach Wilson, and, and I would agree. All right, let's move over to the running back position. This offseason, there was quite a bit of buzz when the Buccaneers signed all of their players back for 2021, but then they added one and that was Giovanni Bernard. And naturally, George, we saw Leonard Fournette and we saw Ronald Jones and thought, okay, they're not happy with either of those guys on third down. Bernard is gonna see a lot of touches and here is what it's looked like through two weeks. Uh Uh-oh, no rushes in 2021, none, zero, zip. Four receptions, 28 yards in 2021. And this week, Bernard is at the Rams and at his press conference on Monday, Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Bucs, was point blank asked, do you think that Giovanni Bernard
5: will see some more time? Gio's our third down back and uh, and our two-minute back, so if we're in those situations he's playing, the other two guys are going to take most of the carries and most of the other time.
2: George, I think it's pretty definitive. Giovanni Bernard is not part of this offense. Now, unless Bruce Arians is lying, now this is the same head coach, by the way, that said that Ronald Jones was going to start that last week, and he only got like five carries or six carries. So let, let's let use all caveats in this conversation. Can you hang on to Bernard and hope that at the end of the season, I mean, look, getting 100 receptions is now probably out of the question, but most people drafted Bernard thinking he was going to be a great PPR running back, third down, he gets you three, you know, four or five catches, he gets you 50, 60 yards. Maybe he scoots one in for a touchdown. He's been an afterthought in this offense. I know he was hurt to start the season. I understand that. But if you believe what Bruce Arians is saying, George, he's a cut for me. I can't hang on to him.
3: My only problem, honestly, I agree with everything you said there, but it's a running back. You're cutting a running back, a healthy running back. Generally, any running back with a you know that with a heartbeat has value here. So I'm going to be very wary of cutting. I'm probably not doing it yet, especially with Antonio Brown. Uh, he's on COVID. I don't, well, he might play on Sunday. He'll need two, pa, uh, two negative tests within 24 hours to uh, to play. So maybe there's some more opportunities here. I want to be a little bit more patient on him. I don't. My only problem is this. I don't think there's a lot of upside here because I think everything you said is probably true. What is your upside? What do you think is going to happen? We're talking four to six catches in a game. So let's say five, 40 yards, nine points. A touchdown would be – If he gets two or three this year, I think that would be a lot. You know, he'd have to go, once again, he's not getting the ball inside the five. That's probably not happening. It's not what he's built for. So you're hoping he's going to run one in from, you know, a catch and run from 15 yards out, something like that. So I'm not feeling great about that. There's not a lot of upside here. So if there's somebody else on your waiver way with that upside, fine. But I'm very careful, very cautious about releasing running backs. I think uh, Brady wanted him because he wanted his James White, which is what he is. Uh, So I don't mind anybody dropping him. I'm going to be a little patient.
2: Yeah, but but he has not been James White. He has not been anything close to James White. So that, that to me is, is somewhat of a concern. And by the way, how many games are the Bucks going to be trailing in a two minute offense where they need him to play? I, I just, I mean, look, that was not an endorsement from Bruce Arians. I was actually surprised that he was that point blank. I just don't know if he's telling the truth. Okay, now, uh, I am the owner in a league of Marquez Callaway, and I'm wondering what in the world I was thinking. This guy, after two weeks, he leads the Saints in targets. It's shocking that he does at wide receiver, but he has three receptions and 22 yards, and I'm not playing him anymore. I didn't play him last week, but I cannot play him moving forward this week. Not the best matchup also, George, at the New England Patriots. So this is a complex issue that's going on in New Orleans, because clearly their best wide receiver in Michael Thomas is not due to come back for at least another two weeks. When he does, it's possible Callaway is just not even rockable. But can you cut him right now? Uh, it's a great question because I'll tell you this: one more week, George, of no production, he's a bust of a pick for me. I'm probably letting him go.
3: Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't have him in any league, but I'm letting him go. If I did uh new orleans is what i thought they would be they don't have any weapons and you're waiting for michael thomas to return and that's not in two weeks that's uh, week seven he comes back from pup uh that's where he needs to wait six weeks so you're talking another month before you're going to get him back now i'm moving on here i think callaway if you drafted him fine was one of those dartboard throws okay he had a nice little preseason there maybe it'll work out the new Orleans offense is what we thought it would be lack of weapons here yeah. i know uh, Winston had the five touchdowns in week one that was 148 yards passing All right, that's one of those, wow, wicked things. It's an an anomaly. You'll never see that again. He had, what, 111 yards passing last week? No, they are what we thought they are. Time to move on here. No one I want on that team other than Kamara.
2: Yeah, and Kamara has not been great either. Saints, uh, really, really difficult matchup this week at New England. They could end up being one and two after the weekend is over. All right, so that's our uh, save player or cut player situation. Hopefully you take some advice away from that. If you have players on your roster that we just talked about, hopefully, gave you some tips on that. Uh, coming up next, we got Fantasy or Reality and the Sports Grid 60. As a reminder, I'll be back on the show tomorrow. Davis Maddock back in the house. We'll also have Antoine Staley, who covers the Carolina Panthers. We will give you a preview from uh, him on that game on Friday on the show. Jim Sanis, Joe Piazza And then, of course, don't forget to watch our Sunday morning show for those of you who are playing fantasy football this season. You're obviously watching us, listening to us Sunday morning, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Fantasy Sports Day with myself and Joe Pizapia and Matt Stryker. We'll be back with Fantasy of Reality next. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports. Today we got Fantasy Reality on deck. Uh, ben Roethlisberger trying to do everything he can, George, to play this Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I'm, I'm probably optimistic that he's going to play because we've we've heard this from Roethlisberger for so many times, and he ends up playing. I got to tell you, I'm really concerned with him, man. Like I, I don't know. Like I know that they wanted him back for, I guess, a final season. I, I, I think he did take a pay cut as well. I I, I kind of have a feeling this season's not going to end that well for him. Maybe I'll be wrong and he'll be amazing and throw up for 40 touchdowns, but I, I did not like what I saw last week. Especially
3: as like I told you, like Gronk is my favorite player in the NFL. Uh, Robbie G, whatever he was on that Eli Manning, uh, Peyton Manning podcast, uh, their cast day night was just fantastic, by the way. I hate Ben Roethlisberger, Probably the player I dislike the most in the NFL uh, because of the things he's done in this past, and also because this happens every year. Every year he has to make an announcement. Oh, I got an injury. It's all about him. He wants you to feel bad. Well, you know, listen, I'm Superman. I'm going to play through it. Bro. My pec hurts. My arm hurts. My ankle. My neck. Shut up. Shut up and play. All right? We know you're going to play. Stop acting like you're this badly hurt. And he's throwing some teammates under the buses uh, from time to time, too. Can't stand Roethlisberger. But what you said is true. Uh, forget about my hatred for him. <laughs> he doesn't have the arm strength anymore. It's going to get worse as the year goes on. That offensive line is not good. You know, he doesn't have enough time to get the ball to Claypool, the uh Smith Schuster, uh D. You know, Johnson just doesn't have the time. Najee Harris will help, yes, but I don't think it's gonna work for Pittsburgh there. Love the uh love the defense. You know, they'll they'll be very play very well. I know they have some injuries there. Bush missed, uh TJ Watt got hurt, Hayden was out, they'll all be healthy there, but I don't think this is gonna be the year for Pittsburgh at all.
2: All right, let's turn it over to Brett Levy. We got some fantasy or reality. What you got, Brett?
7: Alright, well today for Fantasy or Reality, we are starting with the Texans and the, uh, <laughs> the Texans and the Panthers, excuse me. The Houston Texans currently 2-0 against the spread, George, but we're more curious about predicting the future, so we're gonna start with you and ask, the Houston Texans will go 3-0 against the spread. Is this a fantasy or reality,
3: I think we go to uh, Houston, Texas. Deserve a lot of credit. They played better than I thought they would this season. You know, I thought they'd be a team that, with everything that's gone on during the offseason, with Deshaun Watson, with other you know issues with the uh, the team there, that they may not be ready to play football. Plus, they uh, we all so, uh, I should say we all, but some of us criticized the coaching hire there. That maybe not the best guy there. That being said, this game plus eight. So, can they lose by less than eight? I think to do this, they would need a late score. I think this is a game where Caroline hasn't controlled the whole game. But I could see it being a game where, like, you know, where the final score is, let's just say, 27 20. Sounds close, but it was 27 13. The whole game, we knew Caroline was going to win. Houston gets a late garbage touchdown that meant nothing. I could see that happening here. So I'll say fantasy because I think it's not going to be that way. But I can see it happening here. Fantasy, I think Carolina wins pretty easy. So I think they lose their first game against the spread this week.
2: Yeah, I'm an underdog better uh, in general and and feel like underdogs are the way to go. It's been the way to go this year in the NFL for sure. Uh, Last week thought that Cleveland would destroy Houston. That did not happen. I think it's more an indictment on the defense of the browns uh, i'm gonna say fantasy i look this is not a game that i want to bet but i do think carolina finally is the one team that blows out the other uh, I, I just don't trust davis mills i mean this is the third string quarterback let's put that in perspective third string quarterback for houston going into this week and all you have to do is lay seven or eight I think that's probably the play. So I'll say fantasy. They go to one and two, Brett.
7: All right. Well, in the Major League Baseball realm, we have quite a good home run race going on in the AL. Salvador Perez broke Johnny Bench's record and hit his 46th home run. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit another home run. People keep putting the ball over the fence, but no one has 50 home runs left yet. And we only have two weeks left, so Craig, we'll start with you for this one. No player will hit 50 home runs this season, and the last full season this happened was 2018, so is this a fantasy or reality?
2: Yeah, this is tough, it's really close, because look, if you just go off what Perez has done over the last two months, you would assume that this is a foregone conclusion. The other thing in both of these players' favors is that the at least the ch- it, it appears as though uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to have to play probably almost to the end. I, I, I think, George, there's a chance he may not have to play maybe like the if they get in, by the way, the last game. But then there's the other side of that, George, that says if they have to play 163, it's going to count. In a game like that in the regular season in terms of Salvador Perez, we know he's playing every day, but he's also a catcher. So that means that he's going to miss a couple of games over the next 10. Uh, I'm going to say reality. I'm going to say no one hits 50. I think that someone will hit 49. Someone will hit three more over the next 10 games. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think that they're going to fall short, which is strange because in baseball, we always seem to have these 50 home run hitters. But let's be honest, it's not that far off, especially for Otani, too, who could get really hot. But uh, I'm not betting on overs on players that are close with only 10 games to go.
3: All right. I'm going to be Professor Positive here. I think we are going to have a a 50 home run hitter. I don't know if we'll get over. but I think 50 is reachable for Vlad. All right. He finishes up today against Tampa. You know, then he gets four games at Minnesota. Not the greatest pitching staff. Ball flies out of there. And then they return home for the last six games of the season. All right, against the Yankees. And I think they're going, they might, they're going to have a cold one game there. So it's still, you're getting Montgomery there, soft throwing left-hander. Kluber's supposed to pitch in that series. Another guy been beat up. But more importantly, last three games of the season, Craig, Baltimore. Come on. He, he'll be at least at 48, if not 49, going into that series there. I think he's going to get it because I think he wants it. I think he wants to be that 50 home run guy. So, yeah, I think he gets it. And this is not to discount uh, Salvador Perez, by the way, who's also at 46 home runs. But once right. uh, I think schedule schedule's a little easier there. I think Salvador Perez, by the way, he's gotten – we haven't given him enough love for the kind of season he's had. So, I think I said on the program yesterday as well, if not for the monster seasons of Vlad and of Otani – We'll be talking about what Salvador is doing, which has been fantastic. I mean, utterly fantastic here. But I think he might be the guy who gets 49. And that may be a little biased to me in my home league, which is the points league. I'm in first place. The second place guy has Salvador Perez. I have never hated a player more than I hate Salvador Perez, who seems to hit a home run every damn night. Stop it. End at 40 I'll give you 49. I'll give you three more. That's it.
2: Yeah, maybe you need that sniper there, George, to end that. uh, I do. uh, First, first the for uh, there. He'll be over, there over the weekend. Yeah, listen, listen. The only thing that that hurts you here, in that, in that, what you just said is, is if Toronto wraps up a wild card spot with with like a game or two left, because I mean, I, I think that they're going to sit Guerrero if that's the case. But, but you make a good argument. We'll see what happens. All right, Brett, let's finish.
7: All right, our last question of the day, and George, we'll start with you for this one. You use. Two or more credit cards. Is this a fantasy or reality?
2: Let me let me quantify this. Two. This is more more than two, more than two, not okay, two more or than more. Two. more than two. Yeah.
3: Okay, so the overrun is two and a half. is what we're going for here. Uh, yeah, we we got, we got that, a,
2: at the first Sports Book. It's it's uh, two and a half as the total. Yeah.
3: That is a fantasy. Generally, I use uh, a Visa and an Anomics. Yeah, no. I mean, I have a discoverer, but I couldn't tell you the last time I used it. I mean, very rarely. So, uh, no, it's a uh, it's a fantasy. I only use two.
2: Yeah, this is a reality for me. I was you know, I was more curious because I knew we had you on the show today, George. You know how many you were going to say I'm on the over here. Uh, I do want to ask a qualifier here. I am I am basically I am at uh three credit cards for me two regular ones a visa as you mentioned and a mastercard and also i have a crypto card too which is transferable so i do use that as my as my third one but do we count george like like cards that you would get like a gas station card or like department store cards like are those involved because if that's the case i have like a hundred and not not mm-hmm. two and a half i have like a hundred but do, like do you have those two like like cuz my wife you know she signs up for these cards i get it in the mail i have no idea what it is it's like oh nordstrom in my name oh nordstrom in her name oh great like we have all these new cards and, and like i get the bills i have no idea what i'm even paying for like do you have those too or is it just everything gets streamlined through
3: no i'm on, on, on the same exact what you just said is so true here you know i get what? i never signed up for kohls you know, so this stuff, I, don't, I, don't, I, I never would. I wouldn't even right. think of using that card. And then I get the bills in the mail and I got to pay them off. What are you going to do? Uh, so, yes, I'm the same way as you if we're counting those. But I, I don't personally use those. Yes, I have them. They're in a drawer right there. So if you're going to get them right there. And But I don't keep them in my wallet ever. I mean, with this Home Depot count? If that counts, well, yeah, then I use three because I am at Home Depot quite a bit there. But, no, I was just thinking of the major ones. But if we're counting Home Depot, then I would be over as well here because Home Depot is in my wallet. If you own a house – you're in Home Depot at least once a week.
2: Yeah, I own a house and I'm not in Home Depot once a week. But if I needed to, uh, you know, somebody would go to for me to Home Depot. I'm not, you know, I mean, George, on my side, we're not very handy people here. It's like, you know, people got to get help. Now, if, if it comes to having to take care of rodents or something like that, I'm pretty good at that, as, as I as I proved this week. But but actually, yeah, I, I think that that is the deal with that. Now, Brett, what about you, Brett? You're young. You have no kids. You have a brand-new house. Do you only have uh, how many credit cards are you operating with, Brett? Do you just have one? What, what do you got?
7: Oh, just two, Craig. Just two: uh, Chase Visa and a Bank of America Visa.
2: All right. So yeah, I mean, but George, you know, Brett is very young. He's you know getting married. Doesn't have kids Mind yet. He, he's going to have many, many credit cards before I, I think it's all said and done. Is there is there like a sports grid credit card? Do you have one of those, George? Have you been given one of those? <laughs>
3: Cardano declined me. I can't believe he did that to me. Ooh. That wasn't nice to get the big decline letter, uh, a big sports grade. Uh, no, you don't. You don't apply. You don't. You don't make enough money. That's what it said, Mike.
2: Mm. What a shame there. All right. Uh, let's go back real quick. Uh, talk about sports here. Uh, back to the NFL. Before we go to the Sports Grid 60, we got two minutes. Uh, biggest impact quarterback, uh, George, this week. That that is out. That's going to impact the games. It's going to be Tua missing from Miami. Is it going to be Dalton missing from Chicago? Is it going to be someone else that's not going to play this week, potentially, that's going to impact the game for you?
3: Well, if someone that we know is definitely not going to play, I'm probably going to go with Tua because I think that's the biggest long-term one. The Dolphins need to find out if is the guy here, right? That's what I think they need to know. I give put Carson Wentz in this category as well, but I think Carson is going to play. That's my guess here. I, I haven't seen anything. I'm just assuming he's going to play with two ankles. Plus, Carson Wentz got a lot of grief. A lot of grief from a lot of analysts are not playing through that. You know, they weren't buying that he was injured. You know, they, they always say there's a difference between being hurt and being injured, and they weren't buying it. They think he should have gone back in that game. So I think Carson does play this game. But I think uh, Tua, to me, is the biggest one because Miami needs to find out what they have in here.
2: Yeah, and uh, and not going to find out this week against the Raiders, no doubt. All right, George, let's take a uh, our final break here on the show. We've got the Sports Grid 60 coming up next. And then, of course, you want to stay on the grid because a little bit later on, we got our buddy Scott Farrell going coast to coast, making sure you got everything covered going into the night, game time decisions in-game live, and, of course, plenty of Major League Baseball to discuss tonight. Tomorrow night, we've got NFL, we've got college football Thursday and Friday night, as well as Saturday, and, of course, the NFL on Sunday as well. So stay on the grid. George and I will be right back with the Sports Grid 60 and then send you off for the rest of the day here on this Wednesday. Be right back. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Before we leave you, it is time for us to deliver the Sports Grid 60.
3: All right. In case you haven't been paying attention, the Toronto uh, Blue Jays and Tampa Rays—they had a little bit of a, uh, I guess, a thing. We'll call it a thing. Where uh, Kevin Kiermaier slid into home plate. He was out by a mile. He ran through a stop sign there. And while he was on the ground, he noticed a little cheat sheet. A little cheat sheet from uh, the Toronto Blue Jays there. So he picked it up. You saw him look, pick it up, and look away and make sure no one else is watching here. And apparently, the, the two teams aren't happy. I should say, the Tampa Rays, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays aren't happy about this. They wanted him to give it back. He said no. So I don't know what the uh, – I guess what uh, the manners would be here. Should he have given it back? Should he have not given it back? Personally, you dropped it, Kirk. I don't have a no problem with him taking it and uh, looking up everything you, uh, you wanted as to how they were going to pitch the, uh, the hitters there. That's what was on it here. But I find it's interesting. They played their last game of the series today. But if the Blue Jays – and I think the Blue Jays will get in the wild card. If they beat the Red Sox or Yankees, guess who they're playing in the divisional round of the playoffs? They're playing the Rays, and that could be a lot of fun here with two teams that are starting to really dislike each other.
2: Nothing like a really good rivalry with uh, with a little bit of intent there, I would say for sure. I'm going to stay on baseball as well because I think a lot of folks are focused in on fantasy football, and they may have just pivoted out of the baseball season. But is anybody willing to discuss the hottest team in baseball and the team that maybe nobody is going to want to play in two weeks? The St. Louis Cardinals? Are you kidding me? Where where was this team all season long? Where were they a month ago? They have won 10 games in a row going into tonight and doing it with, I don't know, Smoke and Mirrors, Jay Happ, John Lester. I can't figure it out, but do you want to play a team that has won 10 games in a row? I would not. That'll do it for our show today. Thanks to Connell over at LTN. Thanks to Danny and Ryan. And, of course, our producer, Brett Levy. Thank you, George Kurtz, for filling in today as well. I'm Craig Mish. Hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow here at noon on Fantasy Sports Today.
1: There are a lot of sports talk networks out there, but we're the one that gives you actionable insights on gaming,